Today we are so honored to celebrate one of the most beautiful minds in the Catholic tradition in St. Thomas Aquinas. If you're not familiar with St. Thomas Aquinas, I would highly encourage you to do some research over the next few days and learn about his life. G.K. Chesterton has a wonderful book on the life of St. Thomas Aquinas, and I was reading that book over my retreat I was on last week, where it was warm, right? So here we are, and I think I woke up and it said it was negative one when I woke up this morning, and when I left Florida for my retreat, it was 74 degrees. So there is that. But nonetheless, as I was reading about St. Thomas Aquinas and G.K. Chesterton, he's just a wonderful convert author in the Catholic Church. And one thing he talked about in the life of St. Thomas Aquinas is the importance of the person who allowed him to believe in himself. For those of you who know the story of St. Thomas Aquinas, his parents were of royalty, and Thomas had a desire to be a Dominican, Dominican comes from the Latin domine, which means lord, and cane means dogs. So the lord of the dogs. And as you see the the image of the Dominicans, it is an image of a dog running through a field with a torch in its mouth to set the field on fire with the light of the gospel. And Thomas felt called to that. But before he could do that, he needed to believe in himself because his parents wanted him to be part of a rich monastery, like a Benedictine or something like that, and become abbot with all this prestige so people could look at him and and honor him. But Thomas was conflicted because he was really attracted to the person who inspired him. But before Thomas met this man, people called him the dumb ox. And he had a very low opinion of himself. And it wasn't until he met Albert Magnus, which means Albert the Great, who is Saint Albert the Great now, Thomas began to believe in himself. And he got hungry for scripture. He got hungry for philosophy. And it's mainly due to Saint Thomas Aquinas that we actually have Aristotelian ethics in the church, which is beautiful because they teach a philosophy called teleology. And what that means is everything has a purpose. Nothing is without purpose. There is an end purpose for everything, even you and me. But if Thomas Aquinas, if he was not inspired, if he was not encouraged with hope, with somebody believing in him, we might be a way worse off intellectual church right now. And I mean, it would be bad. We should be so grateful for Albert Magnus, St. Albert the Great, seeing something in Thomas that Thomas did not see in himself. You know, we hear in our first reading today, we have confidence. Just those three words, we have confidence. We also hear the words, three words, encourage one another. If I asked you to go out today and to introduce at least one person to Jesus, Would you have confidence to do that? Has anyone believed in you so much that you feel like you could do that with joy and hope? To not put the light under the bushel basket as we hear in our gospel reading today, but to put it on a lampstand, to lift up Christ, to have someone who's lifted you up, who's believed in you so much that you're like, yeah, I can do that. Or do you need someone to come with you like how Albert Magnus came alongside Thomas 
to walk with him, to encourage him, to believe in him, so he had the confidence to do what he did so well and write so well in his summary of theology, which is like, you know, 30, 40 inches thick of just wisdom. My friends, we need to be people of encouragement big time right now because our world is simply discouraged. So I'll give you a few words of encouragement to make sure that we are, first of all, not putting the light under a bushel basket, right? That's kind of, uh, I would say, a dumb ox type thing to do. Not a very smart thing to do. But what you and I need to do is probably, first of all, turn off the news, turn off all social media, because it's dark and it's negative and there's no hope in it. If you're finding hope in our government right now, you might be the one person in the world, you know? It's all doom and gloom. Nothing's ever going to get better. But our Lord says that we are called to have absolute trust, having our hearts sprinkled in the blood of God so that we can be free from an evil conscience. In our first reading, we hear that. Because God is trustworthy. You can trust him. You can have confidence in him. And the thing is, he believes in you. As a priest of Jesus Christ, I believe in you. And you and I need to leave this place encouraged because we're literally going to receive the courage of God in his word. We're receiving it right now, but also in the Holy Eucharist. The Lord says, take heart in scriptures. It means have courage. And you're literally going to receive his heart in the Eucharist because he believes in you. Last thing. For those of you who don't know me that well yet, my brother is a professional hitting coach. That's what he does. He teaches people how to hit baseballs and softballs for the girls that he works with. And he has the gift of encouragement. He just knows words to say and when to say them that'll help these young men and, boy, young, men and young women believe in themselves. He can teach them all the tactical stuff, which for us as Catholics would be like catechizing people, which is important. But if they don't believe in themselves, it's like putting a, a, a lamp under a bushel basket. So one time he worked with me a, a couple years ago because I played summer baseball at my last assignment in Anago. And he's just said, hey, go to the tee, put the ball on, and start taking some swings. We'll see, we'll see what, what I think. I'll tell you what I think. And he just said a few words. He said, I like what I see. And my chest went up, and I was like, oh, do you? I felt good about myself. First game of the year was a week later. I didn't take any swings before that or between that because I was just busy. Had a full schedule. The first pitch I saw went 40 feet over the right field fence. Not because I have an amazing swing, but it's because he believed in me, just as Albert believed in Thomas. So maybe you need encouragement today. Or maybe you're thinking of I need to be a person of encouragement. So why don't we just pray for the Holy Spirit to fall upon us to see who we are called to encourage today. Because imagine our faith, my friends. Imagine our church. Imagine your family. Imagine your friends if they had more confidence in themselves, if they believed in themselves. To spread the gospel, to share the person of Jesus that would be awesome. But we want to make sure it's God's will. 
We say, thy will be done in the Our Father. So why don't we just ask the Lord clearly through his word as well as we need to be people of encouragement today. We need to believe in one another. We need to encourage one another. But the question is who? The question is who are you called to encourage today? Or do you need to be encouraged yourself? So we just take a moment of silence and we ask the Lord, send your Holy Spirit upon me. Who am I called to be encouraging today? And please give me the words that will help them start hitting home runs in this world. Because so many people are scared. They're, they're hiding in the dugout, so to speak. And they're not in the, in the game. And we, we need people in the game. Because it just took one man to believe in Thomas Aquinas. And now he's a doctor of the church. That is awesome. Without Albert, we wouldn't have Thomas. So we just take a moment of silence. We say, Lord, please send forth your Holy Spirit upon me. Give me the gift of encouragement. And who, Lord, in your will, are you calling me to encourage today, to lift up? Because we are called to have confidence and encourage one another today, tomorrow, and forever. Amen. St. Thomas Aquinas, pray for us.